0: this works yo yo what's up everybody <clears throat> first episode of scorch the fears podcast my name's jonah this is curtis harvey an amazing guy amazing friend curtis
1: how you doing yes, brother sir. i'm good man i'm good how about yourself
0: doing all right doing good. all right yeah dude i appreciate you coming on and being like the first person obviously you're an amazing friend to me we like do deals together you're i always tell you i want to be you when i grow up more or less told you that several times now yeah yeah so first question why all the clocks in the background
1: well those clocks are my wife put the clocks there in the office because she was going to put name plates and just put places we've traveled in the world but that's another one of her projects she hasn't gotten to yet she'll get to that one sooner or later I love but it. She's she's still decorating doing the Christmas decorations right now, so. Cool. So,
0: I'm going to start this off by quickly introducing at least my idea for this podcast cuz I know a lot of people anybody who's watching like they they might have seen some Instagrams and seen some other stuff, but I kind of want to explain at least my goals with this podcast. Okay. So, I I feel like I see a lot of people who are when they're starting out and this happened with me too and Curtis knows it that they had like a screwed up mindset, right? Like they didn't have the mindset to be able to do entrepreneurial stuff because they were just in a different place and more of a survival mindset versus an abundance one. But it is really hard to get over that. And I think it comes from like whatever fears we're dealing with when we're, um, you know, starting out or um, just in general. I mean, there's still fears that I bet you deal with and I deal with that, might Every even day. be keeping us back, um, which I'm going to try to get into all of that. But first, I'm going to start with I just want to know, like Curtis, how did you get into business? When was what was your first business? Was it real estate wholesaling?
1: No, I I've been I think running businesses forever. Um, I used to have a computer company where I used to go out and do computer repairs. I've had nice a lot of things actively right now though. I got a credit repair company. Um, I was, you know, I have obviously a wholesale business. I have a um, an education company where we do um, Acquisition Academy, where we train people how to actively wholesale. Um, I have a uh, wholesale in the box, you know, where we we take people and, you know, we make sure that they get OKRs, KPIs, um, um, on the structure of how to run a wholesale business, and, and including CRMs, and we walk them through that process and help them be successful. Um, and then I, you know, in, in the process of going through, you know, this entrepreneurship and, and trying to get out and do a lot more marketing, I end up buying an agency just recently to a marketing agency so that I could actually market my companies. Right. Because I was spending so much money with them. It, it made more sense to just acquire one and and kind of tuck it into to my current business, you know, and, and, and be able to do that. So for me, that's, you know, I, I mean, I've done I've done a lot of stuff. dude. I've been a, a, a thoroughbred racehorse trainer, you know, at all wow. the major. In California, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, from, I mean, you
0: we were talking I, earlier, you did jujitsu too, which I do as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy all this stuff that you've done
1: way, way, way back in the days. I did, <laughs> I did taekwondo, you know, way back in the days. So
0: amazing stuff. Yep. So, okay, so you're doing an, a ridiculous amount of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you were starting, let's say, the computer repair business, because that sounds like the first real business that you did, yep. how did you, how did, did you have any fears? Like, what, what? What do you think? Do you remember? No. I don't know how long ago that
1: was. The problem is, is I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And mm. so that's a quote Had I had a understanding of, of marketing that may have been the only business. I mean, but that's what I think happens, right. If I understood marketing and I understood how to really grow out a business, right. If I understood how to kind of develop some, some, I mean, we talk about this all the time, right. Developing SOPs within a business, mm-hmm. Um fine, streamlined process of them being able to track. Explain you. what
0: an SOP is. SOP well, for people SOP who don't
1: know. A standard operating procedure, right? It's how you do specific tasks within your business, right? And for me, um, that's the one key element that helped me be successful within the, ho- the ho- wholesale businesses is, is once I started wholesaling, I, and I had that fear, right? It's starting out. Like, I think, we, and I think we talk about that too, Right it takes a while to get to an abundant mindset within wholesaling because there's a lot of false, there's a lot of illusions about first, what is success and the illusion about, about, about um, I'm going to, cause everybody thinks that they're going to jump into business and they're going to do a deal in a week. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be able to pay for their education based Mm -hmm. on that. And and, And the problem with that is, is when you put timelines like that on your, your development what happens is you put yourself in a box that's really tough right right what 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 you have to do and and we all get to that once we get comfortable with whatever the business that we're in is um is when we get comfortable enough to know hey i know exactly what i'm doing i know how to manage my output based on the effort that i'm putting into it the mindset changes right Right. For me, that changed when the aha moment of someone saying, based on what I presented to them, that they wanted to let me purchase their property, right? Mm-hmm. No money, down, be able to be able to be able to wholesale their property. So that for me was the the when I started getting uh changing my mindset, right? To to being, you know, to the abundance mindset, because I stopped worrying about. What the next deal was, because I was like, "Oh, well, you know how to get to the next deal. You, you processed all your, um, all of the things in your in your business, and you know if you continue to do what you're doing now, you'll get to the next deal." So that for me was the point where I said, "I'm going to start pouring into a lot of other students that are running into that same issue." So, right. back then I started talking to Jamil, and I started talking uh, to all of the students. That would reach out to me and ask for, for help because I had gotten past that point. And I think once people get to that point, then they can start pouring into other people. Right. Because I love they, it. How was anybody else going to trust you? if you, You're telling me you how to do a deal if you haven't done one.
0: Right. Right. You have to have done deals before 100%. Right. 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 So right. explain more because I want because I didn't 100% get it so was it your first deal where that started happening, or was it when you actually started creating the procedures and started tracking your KPIs? I'm curious. Well, was it after when, the first started, deal? Or was
1: it? I don't know. No, it definitely wasn't after the first deal. Right. My, I'm a lucky guy, right? So my first deal, I I got a list off PropStream. I skip traced it with um with the white label batch, which is um which which is uh, uh what is it Skip Vault, right? Hmm. Skip traced the list. Right, because I I was cheap. I, can't, I didn't have the money to continue to. I wanted to kind of stay within my budget, so I skip traced the list on Skip Vault because it was cheaper than regular batch. Right? right, and then I started cold calling and and actually SMSing um the, the uh, these leads out in San Bernardino. The good thing about it is is I got the uh, a person that said that they wanted me to um they they would they would sell their home to me, and then we built up a report over probably another hour. And then they say, Hey, I got another duplex next door. You can, you, you can, you can buy that one too. Right. I so I got two deals. I got two deals. So, but that wasn't the, 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 the point at which I turned the corner in regards to the abundance mindset. What, what, what made me do that was I was on a call with Jamil, one of our mentoring calls. And
0: by the way, I'm going to interrupt you. Cause I realized I didn't say this yep. Curtis and I, for everyone who's watching are part of this mastermind. I'm wearing the other one. Astro Flipping. (laughs) I was wearing the wrong hat. Astro Flipping, which is um, basically Jameel Damji's uh, mentorship, Astro Flipping. A lot of you guys probably know it, but basically it's all about the JV model and using wholesalers and agents and other people in your network to get deals instead of going direct to seller. Um, that's how Curtis and I met because we we're both leaders in that community. And we talk all the time about ways to help other people about deals, about us doing deals. And this is conversations we have a lot. Um, honestly, I just wanted to record one. Um, <laughs> so sorry to interrupt. I just realized I didn't oh, do a good intro yeah. for you. So no, no, let's go, let's go back to that moment. Cause I, yeah. this is, this is the keys, like explain so have- even more for the people, what Switch from the survival Mindset of like man like I need to get what's mine I need To you know like I don't know if I'm gonna get That next deal I need to yeah. Do whatever it takes even if I, I Like even if it's not a, like the Way that I want to do it when did it switch to like Everybody can eat so everybody it, can it have a great time
1: well So when I start so that was a direct to seller So I really didn't that really didn't I, I really didn't have that then but when it, Your first when, deal when I turned the corner On that was when I started, what I started doing was I started creating processes in my business for how I, how I cold called, how I created, Mm -hmm. how I created email templates, everything is standardized in my business. So like my acquisition manager today, if I give, like I give out my SOPs to my team and when they, if they're doing a deal email, it looks just like I do a deal email. If they Mm -hmm. cold call, it looks just like I cold call. Right. So once I did that, what I started noticing was, is that there was a really good distinction between what I was creating there and what was coming out on the other end, which I was using, you know, in my KPI reports. Right. So whenever I see something in my KPI reports and it doesn't look good and I go and adjust a process, I noticed that would trend upward. And I was like, OK, right. so it's directly, it's directly related to my processes are related to what comes out on the other side. right? And then once I figured that out. I just started scaling, right? So I went from one to three to to to, to five to, to fifteen to twenty to twenty-five a, a month. And I said it's all about the scaling with the processes that I created, right? Yeah, like and how it, many
0: deals are you doing a month now? 45. Nah, well, no, I
1: did 42 last month, but that's it, that's oh, kind okay. of okay. 42.
0: What, what a, a what a shame. But, you
1: know, <laughs> it's an anomaly because even last month my 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 gross revenue wasn't what it normally is, right? Mm-hmm. So 40, 42 of me I did a ton of micro flips right, right? At, at like 5k uh, spread in Atlanta or Cleveland right. right whereas I'll have a better month this month and I'll do less deals but my right. my, my 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 average um assignment fees on my direct to seller deals are a lot higher and I did I'll do a, a little bit less micro flipping right so um but for me that turned when I started doing that right when I started documenting it. because for me I would always be like, ah, I could just remember it. I could, you know, I could figure it out on the fly, but there's a really big distinction between when you document your processes and you streamline your processes. And I'm always thinking of ways that I could streamline my processes to make them more efficient. Right. When I first started off, I was doing it on a yellow pad, tracking everything. Right. Then I Mm said, Oh, I need to, then I went to a Google sheet. Then I went to like Podio. Then I went to, you know, other tool, but I'm always figuring out ways, you know, I would create, I would create a process and then create a podio app to do it or create. How long, some-
0: how long did it take you to go from, I'm starting this wholesale business to that moment where you're like, okay, now I'm comfortable. Six months. Six about months. Six
1: months. Yeah. Nice. Probably about, like, awesome. I started in, I started in a program like in, in March, a couple of years ago. And then by like August, I was like, Ah, it was that aha moment, right? And so, not only did I was I figuring it out, but then I just start pouring into people because the one way to know if it's really working is if it's cool. Because sometimes you're just lucky, right? But yeah, when you take your processes and you hand them off to other people, and you say, "Hey, well, I'm not going to actually give them my, cap- my 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 um, SOPs, but I tell them exactly what I did, right?" And then they go and execute it and say. Other wholesalers Uh, makes sense. And I'm able to do the same thing because I've had conversations with guys, you know, like Mahmoud or other people who were working in the market and and getting tons of deals in escrow and not closing them. And then the conversation is, okay. did you do A, B, C or D? And they're like, no, do A, B, C and D next month. And they go do A, B, C and next month. And they're like, oh, my deals are sticking in escrow. I'm closing Four times as You're talking about
0: helping other wholesalers, right? I'm just double double checking. Correct. Correct.
1: Yeah. 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 Pouring in other wholesalers. And I, you and I both spend tons of time doing that, right? Yeah. There was a time, there was a time where I was upwards over 250 calls a week with people, with people just asking for help, right? Man. Because as a trying to be a leader in that community, in, in, in Jamil's community, and make sure that, you know, everybody has that same level of, um, satisfaction with what they're learning, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of me and Jamil had some significant conversations around that. And that was the, the reason why I developed my uh, Acquisitions Academy, because one of the things about wholesaling that, you know, for me that i I found. What is that? Explain
0: to the people what your Acquisitions Academy is. So
1: Acquisition, Academy, Acquisition Academy is a six week uh, intensive where you work directly with me on learning how to run the acquisition side of a wholesale business, okay. right? And and the key the key though is and is I I really wanted to help people not so so one of the things that I saw that was missing with a lot of the programs that I saw out there, right? And 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 I think Jamil's done a he does a fabulous job at it, and I think Pace does a fabulous job at this, right? Mm-hmm. They do a really good job at making sure that not only when they trick take the training wheels off that you can that you can ride the bike but that they're right there with you all along, all the way
0: it's so, so true i mean it's so insane that they both yeah. i mean jameel talks twice a week i yeah. mean freaking yeah. Pace does like Pace does like six zooms a week yeah. i don't even understand i'm like six zooms like that that man doesn't sleep i don't even yeah. under, the I don't understand
1: of content, him. the amount of content that they both have is crazy But the thing is, is that's the one thing I think the one thing that really helped me is turning that corner though, was when I start realizing, like the theory of wholesaling is, is very easy. Right. Where a lot of people make the mistakes is that they don't understand the practical applications that go along with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And For me, when I was able to, 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 to figure that portion out and to apply, you know, with procedures to practical application, that's for me when. I, it turned to an abundant mindset for me. And I got out of that scarcity stuff saying, you know, because, you know, I hear guys all the time, they they would say to me all the time, Hey, I got three more months or I got another month in the program. And if I can't, haven't done a deal by then, I'm going to have to go back. We and get know my, all those guys. Correct. 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 Correct.
0: Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, what's amazing, what I think is amazing and what they've taught us that's even better than for all of us that at least made me feel really good about like what I'm able to do is they elevated us. You and me both got elevated by Jamil to be those guys who can help other people. And I think that's honestly one of the best ways to learn too is yeah. just by helping other people.
1: Well, um, yeah. That, that is a great point because I think one of the problems with, well, one of the advantages of their community, their, their, um mentorships and their training is, is the community, right? Right. We all, do, we all do deals together. Um, we all, I mean, I have students that are sub two students, students that are Astro students, you know? So it's, you know, I have people that I work with all the time that bring me deals or, or, or I get, I, I disposition deals through them that are, that are sub two or Astro students. So I think that being, being part of a community is something that they've developed that I think really, I don't know if it exists anywhere else. Cause I, I haven't, I and no this, is my, either. My third, this is my third mentorship and I, um, I hadn't seen it before like this, right?
0: So tell me a little bit about the story with the other mentorships. Like when you started, you obviously started with a different mentorship, didn't work out as well. Do they even do zooms well, with like the leader or anything like that?
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. So I, <laughs> I, had, I was in two other mentorships. I was in a um, Michael Blanc mentorship on, um, on 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 syndications and private placement memorandums. Right. It was all, it was great. Right. Mm-hmm. All the information was great, but to be able to with that, that one thing that we talked about, right. To be able to practically apply all of that stuff. It, it was at a entry point that was um, that was too costly for me. Right. So I was learning the information. It was good information. And I was trying to execute upon the way they do. But unfortunately, the roadblocks of me not having um, the financial backing or having a network of people who had that was, is different. Right. Like I got, now I'm in, now that I'm in Hosea, I, guys that come to me all the time and say, Hey, I have $6 million. I have $5 million. I have $2 million. And, and if you want to do some flipping, let me know. I'll fund it. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's but crazy but, but, how your I, buyers I,
0: become your friends. I mean, I got invited to a Christmas party with one of my buyers.
1: Like, it's going to be great. That's great. But before, if I, if, but before I couldn't, I didn't get that in that community, but now that I've developed, um, things I I'm getting that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm getting that. So that, that was that, that one, I thought that, um, mentorship was gonna, I thought that was going to be a really good one for me. Cause I really like multifamily. Um, but I just, the cost of entry was too much for me. So I had to do what I thought was right. Um, and I, I jumped into wholesaling, which is, you know, I could actually, you know, earn, earn money or put money aside. So that now if I want to go buy multifamily, I can buy multifamily. I don't have to okay. bring in partners. I don't have to do any of that. Right. So, right. um, so, so now that's really good. The other mentorship that I was in prior to that um, was a mentorship with a guy named Sharif Medawar, who's a, a guru in regards to syndications and um, and, um, and 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 commercial properties, right? And he is the in my he's the first person I ever heard about the option from, right? He he did he did a deal in in the French French Polynesian Bergen, French French Islands. Uh, with a person on an option for a deal and, and made like nine million bucks right so I, wow. you know that, yeah it, it, so those were really Damn. cool those are really cool but it was a little bit out of my league in regards to the mentorship right when I you just started when i got into wholesaling uh it made a lot of sense for me but i had a little bit of background because of those other mentorships so it I had i had a really solid foundation um and so it helped me progress a little faster i think and mm-hmm. get to point where the fear was gone right and then i i got into that abundant mindset and you know things change when you get confidence getting the monday mindset you start to figure the ability to scale is super easy because you've done it right you've been able to go from three to three to five five to ten ten to fifteen or twenty whatever so it's once you do that okay i got the confidence i can do that that's when i scaled down in the other markets that same way and and now it's you know how many
0: markets are you in 40. 40, 40 markets this guy's in 40 markets for the seven people that are on here or eight people that are on here 40 markets makes me like makes my head hurt
1: dude it, it makes my, <laughs> FYI. but what's crazy is is there, i mean like like we talked about right doing 42 deals or doing 25 deals i i may not do a deal in every market every month right but i i manage my pipeline really well and i try to execute on my on on my goals to get to my pipeline every month right I love so it. That's so cool. I have another
0: question for you because we were on mentorship and this is something I've thought about. and I love your opinion on this. Just the value of mentorships in general. Like I remember when I started like a year and a half ago, I really didn't want to do any mentorship. And this just be might be my own. I have this thing where I like being independent and it's I like the e- I like the idea for my ego to be like, no, I did it on my own. I didn't need anybody. I'm freaking, I'm an, I, I'm a goddamn genius. Mm-hmm. Um, You know? And I remember thinking that and then being so thankful that Keegley did a good sales pitch to me. Cause my story a little bit is I was broke, broke. Like I had just gotten out of the peace score type of broke. I had probably $5,000 to my name or something like that. And mm-hmm. I just, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to trust these guys and pay them $5,000 and hope this works out, which yeah. I got lucky it did. But I'm curious what you think of just in general, like the value of a good mentor. Like, what do you think of mentorship in general and what it's done for I, I you it, and what it's done for
1: others? I, I think, others. It's, I think it's, uh, it's, so I thought tons about like trying to do wholesaling from like YouTube University. Initially, right. Right. And then I kind of weighed it out and I'm like, can't be any worse than the stuff I've been in before. And those guys, I'm going to tell you that the two other mentors that I had prior to Jamil were brilliant guys. Right. Right. But me. But but the community for me wasn't. Well, the community in Michael Blanc's community was good, but it just wasn't what it is. And was it wasn't it for me in astro. Right. And so I think. If you are going to do something, like whatever it happens to be, you should always find someone who was successful at it and get them to help you and save you from getting the lumps on your heads of failure. Because if you try to do it on your own, you're you're going to have like, for instance, it's going to be so bad. If you if you get under contract with a deal today and you haven't been in a mentorship that's going to train you how to do things the right way. And your seller backs out of the deal, even though you're already in escrow and they're just waiting for you to call. Who's going to, you don't know to to, to go file a memorandum of of contract, right? You don't know. So you could put yourself in some legal scenario where it could cost you more than that mentorship would have cost you in the first place. But the value of having a mentorship is that, for example, I, the first guy that I took in as a, mentorship in my wholesale business in a box. Um, his first month he did, he did 42 grand. Matter of fact, he did 42 grand on his first year. Right. Love it. So, Amazing. so like, but on his own, he, he would not, he would not have done that. Right. Because he would not have had the, my vision in regards to the many ways that you can do deals within wholesaling that from my experiences. Right. And then that helped him. Right. Or, or, or and I think it's it's extremely important to have a mentorship, a mentor in in your in your journeys to, to help you. I just think that it stops people from making mistakes that they can make that would cost them way more than a mentorship would cost them in the first place. Yeah. Are they going to figure it out at some point? Yeah. You keep doing it. You'll figure it a out. A year and a half later, like, you'll do it. Like yeah, and but, but how, much, but it. how much how much money did you leave on the table?
0: how much, how how
1: much terrible, terrible experience did you get to go through? And you could have avoided it all by having someone solid who it like, I, sometimes my student, they'll reach out and call me. Like I had one call me today about a deal that they had going on, uh, and, and, and ask for my opinion on the best, the best route to, to move forward with that. Right. And then two late, two hours later called me and said, Hey, thanks for The advice you gave me earlier, it worked out that way. I closed the deal for $32,000. That's what I, what is, is let's go. Curtis getting
0: people $32,000 deals,
1: $42,000 deals. You have to have, you have to have the ability to, I mean, just, just, just from a mentorship, right? You, you want to be around people. Like, I'm, like, if I have a sub two question, I'll reach out to you. I'll reach out to Pace. I'll reach out to, 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 to people that are close to me, like, um, like Sean O'Connor, I, I'll reach out to people that, that actually understand and know that I'm not going to try to do a sub two deal myself because I don't have enough background to be able to not make a mistake. Right. And, right. and I think that it makes sense. If I'm going to do that type of deal to reach out to you guys, cause it can, you know, it, it, it's, you wow, know, that. You're gonna things that I can't. Yeah. And, and, it, and I always think about that too, right. Collaboration over competition is ultimately, uh, one of the biggest, reasons why i'm successful too my deal even the deals that i get that are direct to seller most of them come from acquisition wholesalers who have them direct to seller who who don't have dispositions so they're like i can go back to working on acquisitions and just send the deals over to you right so right. and the rest of the stuff i get is, is micro flips mostly micro flips that i dispo they send them to me i i mark them up and i or we split the, the assignment fee and i i market them to my cash buyers list and you know, so I can spend more time building cash buyers list, and I don't have to worry about tons of direct sell. Even though we're doing, you know, we do agent outreach, we do direct. Well, you do everything. Like it doesn't but even. That, like, if there's good. a if there's if a way to make know,
0: money, market, I mean, this yeah, this guy's building rocket ships, probably. We don't if even you know. Have be,
1: you have to have like a hybrid model, and because every market's not the same, right? You know, you, you're in Northern right. California, right? So it's that way. But but I think the value of mentorship. People don't underestimate the value of mentorship. I think. You know, Sometimes it's tough to make that investment initially, but I think it saves you money. Just find a quality um, mentor, vet them, uh, your mentor, and then, um, you know, talk to people who've, who've worked with them, who've either been successful and some who haven't, right? And try to figure out why, if that's the person that you're going to go with, but but figure that out because I think- and
0: something I want to add on to what you're saying right now for people who yep. are looking for mentors, you should yep. even like, yes- a, they should have the knowledge of what you want to be doing. B, what do you think of them as like a human being? I it's hard when it's through ads, but I I've noticed, for instance, there are people like Max Maxwell who seems like a cool guy yeah. and he seems and he knows a ton. But like when I compare him to somebody like Pace or Jamil or Brent, they're they're constant like trying to like Pace, for instance, and I bet Jamil, like, gets stressed, like, when people aren't getting it or, like, when they when they think they could help more, but they're not, um, and it's it's crazy to see that, and it's, it's also, I think, that something people should realize is it should, it should be based on the mentor's character because that's going to affect you and how you do business 100%. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot of, that's like, true. damn, like, these people are heroes to a lot of people I'd say they're my heroes at least business wise of like damn like if like just to be like I don't know personally if I want to be like doing as much crazy stuff as Jamil and Pace are I might I'm not sure yet but I know that if I was as good of men as they are I would be very yeah. satisfied because they're just
1: you know that's, that's interesting because i you know you look at you look at like the industry right and you know guys like maxwell i i i like mac maxwell he's i think he spends a tons of time pouring into to communities the same way as those guys right he, i think he runs kind of in the same circle as most of those guys right some Absolutely. of them yeah, I, think, I think him and pace even has businesses together right so i i think one of the things that's really important about Whoever I'm not trying decide. to
0: talk shit about max maxwell like no,
1: no 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 no, no <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying that you're doing that i'm just saying that i think whoever I you decide swear. to be your mentor you have to spend time understanding a lot about like who they are and 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 what kind of person you're dealing with right because it's right. important right it's important and it's tons of guys out there like uh jamil jamil says this all the time right it's it's a thousand guys that are wholesale gurus in, in, in Phoenix. Right. And it's the same, it's the same here in LA. Right. Same, same thing. Tons of guys with courses out there. Right. I, I send out, I do outreach all the time and I get tons of people that respond back to me and said, you want to get in my mentorship. Right. So it, you know, it's just how it is. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's as many people selling deals as, as it is people. But I, but I would say, be very careful about the mentorships you get into and be very, make sure you spend time, understanding not only the people in that, that that community but the person that you're gonna be because you're kind of in a business relationship until you get a ROI on your investment. So you better you better like that person in that community or you're gonna right. be tough. Right.
0: So okay my next question that I want to go into is so well first off I need to know your history more. You said you started tons of different businesses before wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Um those businesses that you started beforehand, like how far did they go? Do you still own any of them, or was it kind of not really working until you got to wholesaling? Because I know you're successful at wholesaling. Were you successful at any of those other businesses beforehand?
1: Be- beforehand, uh, not re- well, I was at, at horse racing, uh, yeah, I was a horse racing trainer, and I, I was fairly successful at that. Nice, uh, but but what but here goes the thing, like I told you before, one of the problems with the way that I always started businesses in the past is I never was as thorough as I am now. Mm
0: -hmm. I never had
1: the procedures. I never had documented procedures. I never had a method of tracking whether I'm successful or not. Right. Um, so those businesses I think failed because of those reasons. Right. Um, Same reasons that my wholesaling business or my other businesses that I have going now are successful. Right. Is because, um, I have all that stuff for them and I can track them. And I understand if someone comes and wanted to purchase them all today, they're all, every, you know, tax information's all there. All the documents are all there. All the procedures for each one of them are separated. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, we're, we're, we're really streamlined in, in the way that we do business now. So if I could, if I could, if I could have had in, any of that, with any of the other businesses that I had, they would have been successful, right? So I was really, literally
0: about to ask you if there was there anything that you would tell yourself when you were starting those business that yeah. you know now, and yeah. it seems like it would be that create standard sure. operating procedures. Yep. Is yeah. there anything else, or just that you think?
1: Um, I, I think the other thing was my vision then was much smaller. Right, I would tell mm. myself to think a lot bigger than I was thinking then. Right, right. I would be I, I would be trying to do something. Rather than just providing some simple computer services to people, I would have been thinking of something much large, larger, because I think that's mm-hmm. what we do, right? We have this limiting mindset as well, right? So, having an abundant mindset is one thing, right? But we have a limiting mindset in regards to what we think we can do, and I don't think we even know that, right? Because if you get the right mentor, Crazy. if you get the right mentor, and you put in the work, because because like let me give you an example. A, one of the one, what I find is. And this is just for everyone. So what I find is, is that the number one reason that most wholesalers fail is that they're not really good at outreach. Right. And you and I've had conversations about this before.
0: I think they're not consistently doing outreach.
1: Well, well, well you know, they're not good right. at it. Right. They haven't documented it and they, they do. don't have processes in place and they don't consistently do it so that they can build up their pipeline. Right. Right. And so they might have a deal this week. But then they might have us because I've, I've had two people over the last two weeks have reached out to me for help. And that was the number one thing that came up with both of them. So I'm looking through their process and I'm like, so the reason why you don't have any deals is because when you got deals, it was because you were doing outreach consistently. And the reason you don't have any deals now is because you don't have a pipeline. right Right. because they weren't
0: consistent right because they weren't they didn't keep doing the process what happens i'm assuming because it happens it sometimes still happens to me when i get hit up like 150 and like kudos like curtis by the way like amazing what you have done with the standard operating procedures i have standard operating procedures 100 but not i already know it's not nearly as good as yours and that's why you're way more successful than i am is because your standard operating procedures are so precise I could not sell my business to somebody and then be able to just take it up like that. I'm just honest about it, yeah. but I totally know what probably happens to them. And I'm, I'm a lot better at it now, thanks to the fact I've hired people, but they get a deal and they go one deal. all the way through and then it doesn't close. And they're like, damn it. And now I have yeah. to start at the beginning with
1: more. Yep. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that I'm, let's pull this over here to this other screen because I'm I, I'm Cesar, sure. what do you mean while you're pulling that
0: up Caesar. what do you mean sharing some what um, I don't know if people can see the chats but basically Caesar's asked me will care to be sharing some of them
1: <laughs> I don't know
0: what some like some of them yeah, like yeah. The, oh the standard operating procedures <laughs> that's his bread and butter that's like that's like asking yeah, that, somebody are that, they're gonna that, share their that, buyers list
1: <laughs> that's like yeah that's like business IP you know yeah uh, they they're all for sale. But like, like the reason why I was mentioning that too, though, is because I think what's important is, is that you start, like if you're consistently building, um, you know, cause we talked about fear. Right. And, and I think mm-hmm. one of the things that eliminates that, right. We talked about like, you know, the limiting, the limiting fear and then, and then, um, having, you know, that a different mindset. Right. So, so one of the key things I think that helps with that too, is once you start to define your processes, right? And you start to, every month you start out with a pipeline, right? You start out with goals, you got you have something to get to. But if you're not doing those things, right? If you don't have 20, 30 emails coming into your email every day, and you don't have people constantly reaching out to you with deals all the time, then that mindset changes to, you know, right. now I need to try this, I go back to this survivalist mindset, right? right. And the one so thing I that a deal in three months fear, yeah, the one thing that gets away that fear is when you look in your pipeline and I do, you know, I'm kind of weird about it. I look at my pipeline every morning for every market. and because of that, I know what numbers I'm driving to. I can look and see what my conversion rate is and then look and see how much I actually have in the pipeline and pretty much know at the end of the month what number I'm gonna hit based on that, right? And that's from understanding, because like being a being a wholesaler is one thing, but running a whole bu- wholesale business is something completely different.
0: So true. Right? A business then, is so much different than just doing deals.
1: Yeah, so and, and, and much different. But it's mindset. You know, most of that is mindset. Is having enough confidence in what you've put together to be able to grow it out and trust that it's going to provide for you because you 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 believe in it and you you've walked and put into that business, you know, and that's for me, that's me, I, I you know, and when I look at my, my pipelines, and I, I, I say, okay, I, I know what I need to work on today. I, I have my, ta- I have 15 tasks every day that I put on my board. And I go through those 15 tasks every day. I love
0: that. I love that answer. That's such a good answer for people. I feel like with the fact that, that, the, what you what you use to scorch your fears is basically just you know exactly what you need to get a deal you know you literally know every single step you'd have to do to get a hundred thousand dollars five thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars you could literally track it to the amount of outreach you're doing i bet to like the literally the number which is insane right. i'm not doing that like i i, I will for sure i hundred percent i keep to my standard operating procedures but i definitely don't have my numbers as locked in as you are like i have kpis and i keep to them but i am still working on that part of it of being like the part where you're basically like i could sell this business to somebody else with all the stuff i've created and they could run it that is still not there for me i I i'll just be honest it's like right now what it is is there's like a hundred videos of Loom of how to do everything, and I've got a few <laughs> courses, <laughs> manual, <laughs> which is those, those it's better bad. than nothing. But it's yeah, you,
1: not you could, there train, yet. you could you could train your team with that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so we're for, getting for there. me.
1: Too, I, I mean I, I I spend tons of time on on that stuff, right? Like I can every month at the end of the month, I know I have to know. It's kind of weird, but I have to know what was my, what was my close ratio? Like if, if I get 80 deals in, you know, based on 80, if I get 80 deals on how many deals that I close. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, I go through so many, I'm, I'm upwards of like five, 5,000 deals a month that I actually look at, right. To get to my numbers. So it's it
0: auto populate. Like, do you just have like a thing where it's like, okay, here's all the deals in Podio. Then I click the ones that are closed and then it auto populates to like an Excel file. Like if you got it like locked down like that, or do no. you still manually have no. to go through?
1: No, no, I don't do any of it that way. So, so basically in my CRM, it'll, it it shows me on my dashboard. It'll show me, uh, I have opportunity cards for every opportunity. I have a pipeline built up and as deals go through the pipeline, um, it, it populates and it'll tell me about that deal.
0: Is right? this a so go high
1: for, level? Yeah, correct.
0: So, Dude, so I, the, I'm so ready to well, start you know, that. I'm, that's guys, got, go that. high level. That's this guy's CRM. The guy yep. is doing 42 deals a month at least. Probably sometimes sixty, and then like at least forty. Like this guy's, this guy's a maniac. And I'm but like, I, once I you told me your CRM, I'm like, bro, I'm doing it. I
1: just, I just moved to it. Well, you're using it too. You're using it. I'm kind it's of
0: using. It. I'm using guys. Ari Reply is like the non-white white label is like go
1: high level, right?
0: And then Ari yeah. Reply, or is it the opposite? I don't know what
1: white label really I means. Like, I kind of do. It means, <laughs> it means that you can like you can take it and you could sell this. You could sell uh more right. of times you, you could sell a sub account within it but the, here goes the thing up until a month ago i was on close i was using close right so i was using close io for some stuff and podio for some other and i just got exhausted of podio looking like it was 1979 and i got tired of close charging me more money than i should have been getting charged for uh like if i added my acquisition manager and my va that was $450 a month i was paying in close io right so right. It just, it was, it was very limiting, right? So I moved over, bought it, but here goes the thing. It's not just the having a, the CRM part of it, right? Cause that's super easy. The complicated right. part is you have to spend money on training and buying workflows and snapshots so that your version of the CRM is custom, like mine is custom to me, right? In two right. weeks I'll be selling my version of my CRM to other people who want to utilize it, right? Yeah. And they'll be able to get seats in my crm but that's because i spent a lot of money and did a lot of training and the, the money that i ended up spending i ended up spending it and tuning it to my business and now i'll be able to provide that to other people yeah when you buy go high level it's it's, it's empty i'm the gonna brain,
0: buy it it's too it's gonna yeah. take a million years for me to do but i'm seriously just gonna like i'm gonna spend a weekend and spend like a couple i'm gonna spend like two 12-hour days to get it to where i need it to be yeah because our yeah. reply is not working I, well.
1: What you'll like, though, what, what I like is I, I was using constant contact for my email. Mm-hmm. Problem with that. Problem with that is, is that because of the amount of um, email, of, of the amount of cash buyers that I have, um, I end up spending like 400 500 bucks a month, right? Hmm. So, just for that. Um, I merged all that. How many
0: cash buyers you got, Curtis? 119. All your markets.
1: Uh, pr- somewhere about 119, 100, 120,000.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say he's not. He doesn't mean 119 guys. He has 120,000 cash buyers. Yeah. That is insane. That might be. I'm curious if that's more than Keegley. Like, I'd want to know how no, many buyers. No, does no has. They,
1: they got more. They got. Does more.
0: have like millions. Like, how yeah. many yeah. buyers yeah. is Keegley? He has?
1: said it on. He said it on Hostel Hotline the other day. Damn. Like he has. Yeah, he has a. He has like 100,000 just in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy. (laughs) That's That's so insane. You people are insane. But okay, for sure. I love that stuff. I love, I I mean, I'm learning from you, dude. Every time I talk to you, I just learn more about like what you, because you're good at what I'm bad at, which is systems. Like I'm, I'm good enough at systems. Like I'm good enough where I can do it, where I'm not going insane. And I'm organized enough where like, I can actually get stuff done and do KPIs. But Mm -hmm. yeah, man, you're the man on that type of stuff, which is amazing. Um, Somebody,
1: it. Asked there. Somebody asked a question there. They said, "When was the last time you had an issue with Dispo?" Then I think we talked about that today, you and I, before we got on the call. Yeah, right? I mean, but there's I,
0: always I have, issues. I, it doesn't matter I, it, how many cash buyers you have.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have issues with Dispo on a daily basis. I have I got a deal that's sitting in escrow right now, waiting on, um, waiting on the buyer's lender to um, to deposit funds. Right. Right. It's been, it's been a month and a half. Right. So I, there's a lot of things that can happen in the, um, you know, in the in the wholesale process. And I've I ran into all of them. Right. At some point. Right. So that's why you get used to that whole. Um, just- oh, right. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Jonah and I did a deal a couple months back. <laughs>
0: that was such a funny one. That was was so ridiculous. Like
1: six, six wholesalers on the deal. was That was funny. That was, was that funny the most
0: point. you ever had on one deal. That's the most yeah. I've ever had.
1: Yeah, but he goes. What's there was, there were six deal. wholesalers, guys. I, there, was, there, was,
0: it, there were five? It three. was it was acquisition, acquisition. Then there was one. Then there was you. Then there was me. Then there was Sergio, and then there was the buyer. So yeah, five yep. wholesalers.
1: Yep, yep. And people five. and people say like like, uh, and they they, got, got, a, they got a great deal, right? They said they, they got a great hired. deal. Got a got a great deal. You know what's crazy about that deal? He's talking about some uh, stuff that happens during this boat. The the deal took so long to close that that Jonah and I forgot about it for a long time. Yeah, right. yeah probably, probably took like three months for that thing to close. Yeah, uh,
0: from Minimal. the time I got that deal to when we actually closed, three months at least, three to four months. Yeah, uh, but, but I, I, I was I, just like, I gotta focus on other stuff. I can't worry about yeah, this This isn't going anyway.
1: But that's the cool part about like the process, right? It's like. We one of the things that I think that we benefited from is that when you have your head down and you're working, um, you don't focus like I don't I need to get a transaction coordinator to handle that stuff. But I yeah, really I don't focus well on the daily tasks like I'm not calling escrow every day saying, is this deal going to close? Is this deal going to close? And sometime I'll get a wire and don't even know it. Right. And that's that's one of my biggest. This thing. guy is
0: literally receiving money and doesn't even remember about the deals. No, literally like I, oh what?
1: I have to fix that because i know, Sacramento. One of,
0: my,
1: one of my yeah, one of my biggest things. Whatever,
0: is, I'll take the ten k.
1: Just get. Think about it. Though. One of one of one of the biggest things that I think that I, that I, because of that, I'm sometimes I don't even get HUDs on deals. Like a lot of people will save every HUD for every deal they get. Sometimes that'll happen to me. What I just explained. I won't even end up getting a, a they won't even send me out a HUD.
0: Yeah, I, I sometimes you know, don't get HUDs. I move on and I don't
1: worry about it. Do. I, I'm 75 to 80% of my deals, I, I never even see the HUDs.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't look at the, I don't usually look at the HUDs because I have, yeah, that that's just takes too long. And I know escrow is not going to screw it up as long as you did your paperwork right.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you though, because ask you, you, mm-hmm. you asked a question to me. What, what are some of your fears in regards You're to? Trying- it, 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 what are some of your fears in regards to um, your wholesale business? And when you started out, what were some of your fears?
0: I love it. Yeah. Let's switch That's it. Right. This has turned into the Curtis Harvey show. Let's no, do it.
1: I'm just, I'm
0: just <laughs> I'll answer. I'll answer. My When I was starting out, I mean, my fears, my main, what was my main fear? I don't even, I think it was fear of failure. I think it was that. Partially, but also partially, I kind of put myself like like I said, I had only like five k in my bank, and I spent it all on the Kegley stuff. So I was like, "All right, That'll it's work. this or die." Like, because I because I was like, I had I had been dealing with some mental health issues, and then I was also I had finally gotten over those, and then I remember I was like applying for jobs, and I had always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I was kind of getting out of that phase. I was applying for jobs and it was like, I, I finally got one. It was like an assistant manager as an insurance salesman or something like that. Yeah. I, remember, I remember driving back and being like, it, it can't end like this. My, my life is not gonna end as an insurance salesman so yeah. I did have the fear, but I had kind of like such a fire under my, under my butt that like it, it was, it just had to happen. Like what I'm dealing with now, because I've been thinking about this of like what fears holding me back. The mm-hmm. fear for sure that has been holding me back in my business is I have been too conservative with spending money. I like, I recently right. looked at my, yeah, like I re like I, my, I spend probably if you like, well, I'd say probably sixty to seventy percent of my expenses have been from the mastermind, the, both of the Keegley and the Sub Two Mastermind, both of their courses, and then another mastermind I'm a part of. It's like probably like sixty so percent of my
1: expenses. So I have a lean
0: operation,
1: but it's like how much of your net operating income is, is actually your, from your actual expenses? I bet you that number is super low. low.
0: It's probably, I could look it up, but I think it's like, it's probably like 10%, like 10 to 12. I run a very lean operation, but I'm realizing that's that's hurting me. Mm -hmm. I need to be hiring people and spending some dang money. Like it's, and that comes from, it comes from two fears. One is like the fear of spending money is like, okay, I've earned all of this. What if I lose it all?
1: Oh. What if
0: I lose it all, and then every every naysayer is like, "See, he's what? Screw his podcast. He ain't he ain't all that. Whatever. Um, Do these Instagram stories and I'm tell like, you. I'm tell you. yeah. One of,
1: the, one of the things that I that helped me too throughout that process that I was going through is um, I stopped caring what other people think. Yeah. I'm getting I mean, there. I mean, legit. Like That's what really, this is. This is to like, help me stop caring. Like a next level stop caring about what right. people do, right? Because if you're worried about like what other people think, it it's it, it gives you a limit to what you can get because you're, so dealing with, you're dealing with something other than yourself, right? If you focus in on yourself and, and you're doing the things that you need to do to be successful, you'll be good to go. Um, it's not under- true it's yeah, it's yeah.
0: all related to fear bro i've decided this is why i created this is there's no what decides how much money you make is how much fear you have if you can just <laughs> like seriously like the less fear you have the more money you're gonna make because like like what like this is dumb why are my operating expenses 10 to 15 percent? i guarantee you it's in some sort of range like that's, that like that's, that's dumb that's, that's stupid bro. like i have plenty of money to live on i'm yeah, going what that to means. fine
1: what that means is you have uh, you have I a lot to, of money in the bank. I need to <laughs> spend the money.
0: <laughs> I have tax issues. I need to spend money to make more money. I need to stop need to stop like hoarding this money so that I feel safe and calm my anxiety down. I need to I need to hire people. And I'm starting to do that. I hired two VAs. What? I'm gonna that's hire a transaction point. coordinator, but probably just per file for now. Yeah, um, that's
1: a great point that you just said that I think. When I think about what what you just said, which was like the when you talk about fears and like do you ever have a fear? Like, cause this is one of mine, all right? Cause I have yeah. three I have three VAs and acquisition manager right now, right, on my staff. But one of my biggest fears is that I don't I can't help them feed their families. Right. right? That's but, a huge but, one. But
0: one of the things for me I won't like, hire people is because I'm like, what if I can't pay them?
1: You yeah, know, I need money to pay. <laughs> yeah, that's why for me, Nona, I've always had the mentality. Um, well, since I started wholesaling, I I, I learned the mentality that uh, no one will outwork me, and 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 uh, no, I, and I will always be efficient, and because of those two things, I will be able to exceed what I set as expectations for myself, right? Love and then it. that eliminates that fear of. Me not being able to pay those people so that they can feed their families, or you know, whatever. Or, say that or, one more uh, time for me. Say it one more time it, for me. Is, is what it what stops that? What stops me from having that fear is that I've determined that no one will outwork me, right? Mm, and no one worry. will work as efficiently as I work. And because of those two things, I won't have an issue with success, no matter what I do, right? Right. If I if, if I do those things, those two things, which have always been missing from my life. Right. So once I, but I couldn't, I didn't figure it out until wholesaling. Right. And then I eliminated that fear of that. And I said, Oh, okay. So that's for me, what was helping me get to the next level uh, in wholesaling. And I need to apply that to everything. Right. So right, any business start, that's how I do it now. So do you have any
0: like, cause those, those sound, that was an affirmation. That was like a self-affirmation you just did, whether you call it that or not. Do you do self affirmations? do you do anything like mindset wise no. to get you in that place? No, no. you're just a beast. I <laughs> wake up just no, always transcending.
1: You know <laughs> but I have, but you know what? I think that has a lot to do with like kind of mindset shift, right? And getting mm-hmm. to a certain place where once you do get there, you're like, okay. I'm not going back to, I'm not going back anywhere else. I'm going to continue to go forward. And because I'm going to go for, I'm going to go forward with an understanding that this has to be my mindset. I have to wake up like this. I can't, I can't spend an hour meditating and two hours at the gym to get to the place where I need to be. I need to wake up that way because then I'm two, three hours ahead of the people that need to do all that stuff to get in that mindset.
0: Right. No, I got you. Like that. I, uh, that's, yeah, no, it's literally. When it gets to that point where you realize that other people are depending on you, I mean, you kind of probably have you have kids, right? I'm pretty sure you have kids. You have like a wife and kids like I I would imagine that like, because this is the first time anybody's ever depended on me for anything is having employees. But like, I don't know. I'm curious, actually. Let me ask you, What? how does that how does that depending like employees depending on you versus like kids and family? I mean, I bet kids and family is more important,
1: but. Absolutely, it's but, but, but it, it's now. real because you know I, I think and, and I don't know if you watch you have you watched that uh zoom meeting where the where the guy fired like 900 people over a zoom meeting at <laughs> better.com the other day. You didn't so, see, no. okay. so take a peek at that on YouTube. That for me would be the worst feeling ever is to have to let someone go because processes that I put in place and things that I put in place didn't work well enough to keep those people employed. You know what I mean? Right. You go on all these podcasts, telling everybody what you're doing, but yet you can't do that. It's the same reason why I kept my, I still have my nine to five job. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have to worry about medical. I don't have to worry about things that I built up over the years. Right. And so I, you know, you, you, you have to, um, that's why you know it it, it 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 what pays off is you have to always try to be as efficient as possible in your processes because you want to make sure you're always like I'm, my acquisition manager hopefully in you know very short time I'm stepping out of the way to do other things and they can run more of my wholesale business and I could bring in another acquisition manager and I don't have to worry about training I don't have to worry about anything you know and that's kind of how you want it you want to build something that lasts beyond you. You know, and for All me, right, that's I so.
0: I wanna, I wanna ask you because I still like, I get it. You barely work at, It's not a nine to five, guys. It's what is it more like a one to two, one to three type of thing? Like you work like <laughs> only at two hours a day or something? Oh
1: no, like, man, it, it depends, depends on, on what day it is. Some days it could be, some days it could be more.
0: But like, dude, for you, I mean, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of curious if there's a bit like a similar fear there keeping you from quitting the job. I mean, I think no. it's related to what you were. No. You don't think so? Not at all. No, Why? No. Because wouldn't you wouldn't you be able to make so much more money if you had those no. two hours and spend no. it on your business?
1: No. You don't think I'm, so? I'm super efficient. I don't like That's true. I haven't, I haven't, I, when's the last time I got on a call and cold called? When's the last right. time I got on a call to close a deal? Right. Right do that stuff. Right. right. I don't need to be I don't need to be actively doing those things anymore. Right. I have a team that actually does that stuff now. Right. And so I, I could spend my time giving back and helping out companies by you know with the knowledge that I've built right. up you overall.
0: enjoy your job. I think we've yeah. had this
1: conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Before. Absolutely. You well, like so actually like doing not, it. I, I forgot. Not,
0: this is why I, this is my bad guys. I assume everyone hates their nine to five. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But not <laughs> I
1: mean, him not me. I work for an $18 billion company that I, I really enjoy the people that I work with. Right. And that they are a bunch of gut people who are, they're, they're go-givers. They, they, they love to be able to uh, help people. So it's, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, why I stay doing what I do.
0: I love it. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you think you have any fears holding you back right now? I know you said you were talking about before, do you think anything's holding you back right now? I, I would believe you if you said no, but I'm curious.
1: Um, well, yeah, yeah. Well, so one of the things that I'm kind of getting a hold of now is I used to have a the biggest fear of um, of handing tasks off to other people, right? Right, because I would always say, "Well, they're not going to do it like I do as it." As right? I will, or but but what I've learned, and this is is that it's better that something be done than to have that task be perfect, because perfect will never be done. You know what right. I mean? So that's the one thing for me is delegation is okay because if they don't do it right today, we'll get it fixed in a process and they'll get it right tomorrow. Right. Right. No, nobody's going to die because a deal doesn't close today and it closes tomorrow. Or right. we don't get back to a seller today and somebody else closes the deal. Oh, we we missed that one. But nobody's dying. I mean, I'm not I'm not like an EMT or emergency medical service or anything like that. Right. So but before that was the biggest fear. That was one of my biggest fears is right. I, I didn't want to hand and delegate things off. But then I started looking and, and I, I always bring this up. It's like, I, I, it used to take me 45 hours a week to do all of my outreach. Mm-hmm. And, and I, did, I did it like clockwork for a year and a half. Right. But what I realized is that if I teach two people how to do that, I get 90 hours worth of outreach. Right. right? And now I do that in my my inbox every day. I have an hour and a half meeting every day where I have deal collection where we're, we're reviewing all those deals, figuring out which deal is, is a good deal, right? So the process worked a lot better for me because I, I was able to get rid of that fear. But I had that, that was one thing for a long time as a fear that really bothered me. It's like, how am I gonna delegate this? But I read, I don't know if you, uh, Mike McCollowitz has a book called um, Clockwork. And hmm. it's all about, it's all about, I'm telling you, read this book. It's about
0: work. The, delegation,
1: it the delegation of tasks, right? And, and how we have to learn to be efficient about it. And he has some, some processes that he does. Like if, you know, with, with, but, I, but go read that book. It's, it's great. Right. And if you read that one, read his other one, uh, Profit First, because I mean, wait, uh, yeah, Profit First and you, you'll start paying yourself. I read
0: parts of Profit First. That, I, got, I read me, Profit First.
1: That was life changing for me. That that's yeah. my, that book kind of changed my Change whole thing. Name. And when I started doing that, you know, me and my wife used to have a joke. She used to be like, "Hey, why do you always have money in your pocket?" I said, "Because every deal that comes through, I'm paying me first.
0: Right. You always gotta pay yourself first, one hundred
1: percent. and I'm not up Lamborghinis or any of that other stuff. So yeah, yeah that's that's the way that goes. So for me, that that was a huge fear, right? The fear of Of delegation. And I've gotten over that one. And when you, when you get over that one, right, I went from 45 hours worth of, of, um, of, of delegating um, outreach. And now look, I got three VAs and an acquisition manager that are outreaching at the same time. So I want
0: to, I want to ask you one last question. We're going to go over a little bit. I'm going to try to keep these to an hour guys, but I'm going to, I want to just ask one last question is, so what do you think, what do you do? Cause I've thought about this too. And I've been trying to like Almost systematize this part of it, if I can, is Mm -hmm. how to systematize how to get over a fear. Is it just is it kind of just like a Nike just do it? Because that's what my sense is. But I want to I'm curious if you have anything like that.
1: No, no, no. So so I do a couple of things and and I do this every week. This is the good stuff,
0: guys. This is the stuff you need to write down right here, because this is what's going to change your business compared to the rest of this podcast.
1: Understand right. the fear, right? Understand the fear. Document the fear. Figure out the process to change your view of the fear. And for me, I do that once a week, and I do it with processes, right? I, I take Say that again. The- Say
0: that again for the folks. Understand the fear. Understand document the fear. The fear, the, fear.
1: Document the fear, and then create a process to get over the fear I or love to that. get beyond the fear, right? And for me, that's one Great. that helped me is that once I once I did that. Uh, I do that. I, and I do that internal to my business. And, you know, and in, in, I do a business review every week. And and that's kind of one of the things I do is I take a look at all the processes, try to streamline all the processes but I also take a look at what's holding us back. And what and it's usually some fear of something, right? It's, right, it's us always
0: back. some fear right. of something. I've decided that's why I started this podcast is like, it's, it's always fear. That's mm-hmm. always why you're not achieving what you want to achieve. I, it always comes back to that somehow. Always. Yeah.
1: And and that's like you know, I think we talked a couple of months ago when you were buying a, a sub two deal in another market that you hadn't even been in. It's like that's the reason people don't do that, right? There's like what you mean I can't drive by this thing and look at it. No, you don't need to, right? But you understand based on your your education that this is very easy to make money to and be successful based on that, right? But other people have fear of it. So that's what you have to go through with those things that are fears within your business as well, right? Is you have to spend the time going through those fears and breaking those, understanding those fears, breaking those fears down and then creating processes to get around them. And I love it. Once they're, gone, once they're gone, you're, you're, you
0: know, I love it. All right, see. Curtis, what are we plugging for you? What are you trying to plug? Uh, what do you got? You got a bug deal? What, are you, what are you, Ailey? Uh, you don't want to plug anything. How about no, the, here, um, here, the here, uh, let me uh, tell, tell you,
1: the go let me CRM I'll stuff. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. three things. Three things. If you're looking for acquisition mentorship, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Or you could go to um Harveypropgroup.us and and and, and log in and, and create your your um and jump into that mentorship. Um if you're Wait, looking at a website HarveypropGroup.us? Yeah, yeah, Harveypropgroup.us. Right. And that'll take you to um to one of my websites that'll actually you can actually register. If you're looking for Someone to do it all for you and teach you how to do it all. Um, and a working uh, model, jump on that same website and go to my wholesale business in a box, buy one, and, and I, you'll get to work directly with me to do that. The other thing I think that 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 I like to um, kind of uh, uh, talk a little bit about is, um, is um, b- besides those two things is if you need any help in wholesaling, don't hesitate to reach out. And you could find me at you know on on social media you can find me at uh, at uh, at harvey underscore property underscore group uh, on instagram you could find me on Facebook jump in into messenger send me a message or or you could um, you can go to um curtis.harvey at harveypropgroup.com and uh, email me and uh, okay
0: wait hold on let's give them all your contact info I'm gonna do for the next guest I'm gonna have them say this at the beginning but yep. okay so look at the chat is that your instagram handle that is. And then what's what's your what how else do you want them to communicate with you? Email
1: uh, you said? Email. Yeah, email. Yeah. What's
0: your what what's your email? You want to put it in there? You could chat. Yeah, I'll it. do it. Um yeah. I'll
1: do put it.
0: your email, put all your info in there. Um, I wanna
1: I'm gonna blow you up with the nine people on this thing. What, <laughs> oh it, it won't let me. It it won't let me. I have to do Oh, okay.
0: There. Whoops, all right. Tell me what do I need to put in?
1: Uh, Curtis.harvey at Harveypropgroup.com.
0: Is
1: that right. Yep. Okay. Any other
0: way you want them to be able to reach out to you?
1: Mm, no, no those those are it. And those if you have ways. any questions about anything we talked about today, don't hesitate to reach out to. to Hundred percent. Curtis
0: and I, we believe in the go giver mindset. We want to help out as many people as possible. Feel free to hit us up. I'm at this. You can. I mean, this is my YouTube channel, so you know I probably can get messages. But here's my Instagram handle. Here's my number. You guys can hit this up. Um, feel free if you guys have any questions and yeah I mean Curtis you're a beast I think I'm going to end the podcast there and we'll see you guys next week I think I'm going to have Eric Pinalos, if you you know him right
1: yeah yeah he's Real up there he's yeah, with yeah, me he's in the Bay Area he works yeah, we, in Denver yeah, we, but... we, done a, we used to be in we were still in some groups together where yeah we, remember we used to do Zoom meetings and he used to be on those Zoom meetings
0: yeah 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 I mean he's part of Astro yeah, yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. I'll see you guys next week. I'm going to switch the time next week because I realize this is really late for people on the East Coast. I'm going to switch it from to 5 p.m. Pacific time. So East Coast people, if there are anybody, that'd be crazy. I'm going to switch it to 5 p.m. next week, Thursday. Scorch the fears. That's why we're here. We're having a great time trying to beat some mindset up. So I'll see you guys next week.
1: All right. Thanks a lot.